it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take TPV Radio with you 24/7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Welcome to the two-time Spin Award-nominated, two-time Stella Award-considered, controversial, off-the-meters radio station in the land. It is your boy, the Psalmist Voice with an all-star lineup just for you. Live on 365 Daily, and you can catch us on SB Live at TPP Radio. Let's go. Starting with the exclusive interview with your boy, the Thomas Boyd, by appointment only. Sunday, TPP Reloaded with the Familia at 2 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Open. Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. This is the locker room. This is our initial launch of this God-breathed opportunity and time for men to come get together. We're coming with the rawness and the energy and the word of God to address everyday issues that we deal with. You know, family, this is something that I'm so excited about. We've been trying to launch this thing, and we finally got it done. So I welcome you here to the initial launch of the locker room. And if you're listening to this broadcast today, it's not by mistake or by chance. It's God ordained, and we believe that, and we believe that he has something for you here today. And the reason I can say that is God gave uh, the concept of the locker room to us a few months ago, and this was a place he intended where men could come and receive something that would help them with the everyday issues that we struggle with as men. This is a ministry. This is a discipleship. This is something that you can come to. And you can listen to the coaches that are on staff here as we dissect the word on these issues that we can get you back on the field in championship form. So I'm excited because here at the locker room, this is a place where you get God's game plan to live like a champion. And I mean that. We're all supposed to live like champions, not chumps, but champions. So that chump time is over, champion time. We sound the alarm. We're going to raise the bar, and we're going to get you back in winning form. Whatever you're dealing with, wherever you come from, whatever walk of life you're part of, we're going to get you back in championing form. Because, you know, just like in the natural in the locker room, whether you're winning or losing at halftime, everybody goes there to receive something. If you're winning, you get the, the reassurance of what you're doing is, is correct and to keep doing it. And if you're losing, we're going to tighten you up. We're going to tighten you up because we're going to get back to the fundamentals and that you can get back out on the field, and that you can perform like a champion. Because we here at the locker room believe every man that comes on here is a champion. So we're gonna you're gonna hear some God breathed foundational issues of uh, scripture on some issues that um, that we deal with on a daily basis. Because what we found out here, the coaches, me and the coaches found out here is there's not really a place or a spot that really can just address the raw, real issues that we deal with on a daily basis. And this is why God developed the locker room. And before I go any further, let me introduce the coaching staff. I'm Coach D. You can call me the head coach here at the locker room. I just facilitate what God gave me and put it out here. You may, my voice may sound familiar, uh, from Brother Don Presents uh, some time ago here on TTV Radio. But God has transitioned me here today to do this new and exciting thing as part of the TTV family ministry. And I'm just excited for it. I'm just elated that God has still not turned away and chose me. So I'm excited. And next, I'd like to bring up my assistant coach, good brother friend of mine that I've Come to know a few years now, and um, it is Mr. Tut Godrow. You're on the line, Coach Tut. Yes, I am. Thank you, Coach Don. 
It's Amen. a pleasure to be Amen. here. I'm uh, I'm really excited for this. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad and honored, truly, to be a part of a platform to really start addressing some of the issues that people are too shy to talk about. Um, you know, we, at the end of the day, we can't leave anything on the field. So if we allow for these things to stay in our lives that we're going to talk about here, then we're only shorting ourselves. So I'm really looking forward to this. Amen. Amen. Uh, family, he's an awesome man of God. Like I said, I've got to know him these past few years. He, he's a good brother, good friend, um, just a great all-around guy. Next up, I'd like to introduce to you, you may know him as the psalmist voice, Pastor Christopher Newton. But here at the locker room, he is known as Coach Newton. Coach Newton, are you on the line? Yes, sir. Ready to go. Amen, amen. Next up is a brother that I've just met recently, but I can just you know how they say kindred spirits kind of bond together. This this brother is just full of knowledge. This guy, I, I really admire his walk. He's just doing awesome things in the Lord. So he came a part of this coaching staff, and I'm telling you, family, what we have here is a coaching staff of excellence, excellence. And this young man that is about to come on the horn is truly exemplifies that excellence here in the earth. And I would like to introduce you to Coach Mike Coleman. Are you on the line, Coach? <laughs> Coach Coleman, you got to hit on mute. Amen, amen. Well, we're grabbing. He's he's out there. I know he's. All right, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. (laughs) All right, all right. I was ready for it. Was ready. Uh, uh, Yeah, you ready? I'm ready. So yes, sir. I'm excited. We're ready to get this rolling. Ready to make this happen. Uh, And uh, I think we're going to overcome technology as well as overcome all these other obstacles in our lives. So looking forward to sharing them now. Yeah, man, that sounds like another show, Overcoming Technology. Amen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, well, I'm going to introduce right. this guy because he is uh, he's the catalyst that helps things move here at the locker room. I don't know if he's on the horn or he's just listening, but uh, this guy has been really instrumental in a lot of things. He has an awesome men's ministry with Mighty Men's Institute that's been over 20 years, and I've met him. 20-some-odd years ago, me and him bumped elbows together, and we've just been rocking ever since. As a great friend, great brother, you know, he, he's family, y'all. He's family to me. And and uh, he was the one that, and I'm going to tell you, he tightens me up. You know, I'm the head coach, but he's the coach. And he keeps me tight, and he keeps me motivated, and he keeps me going. And his name is Pastor Mike Small or Coach Small. Coach Small, if you're out there and you want to shout real quick, go ahead. If not, we're going to keep moving. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm glad to be here. Delighted to serve. Um, part of you, Coach D, this, this is a, a, a ministry in the making that we've been working on for a while. And um, 
you know, the best is yet to come. So put your seatbelts on, buckle up, strap up. It's about to go down. Amen. Yes, indeedy. Well, family, that's the coaching staff that we have here at the locker room. And when I say God assembled an awesome group of men to come before you, I can't say it strongly enough. These gentlemen are grounded in the word. They are Christ-focused, and they're ready to go. But I want to start out. I'm going to give a shout-out. I want to give everybody a chance to give a shout-out now that you've known everybody. First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he made this possible. He brought us all together and made the locker room possible. And without him, nothing, nothing would be able to do or stand, or we could do nothing without him. I want to give a shout-out to my amazing, wonderful wife, Deborah. She's been uh, my sounding board, my support system. It's been really awesome. And I just want to give a shout-out to her. I want to give a shout-out to TPV Radio and the rest of the radio staff <clears throat> there at TPV in the ministry. I just got to give them guys a shout-out because they are truly, truly awesome. Pastor Chris, First Lady Lucy have been doing an awesome job out there in Texas. And I got to give a special shout out to Mighty Men's Institute. Them guys have been rock solid. They've been helping me grow. They've been doing an awesome job in the, you know, this season of my life. And I just appreciate each and every one of them. And all the guys at Men of Purpose Discipleship Fellowship that we've been on this feed for three years. And really, this is the fruit of what we've been doing the last three years. And I got to give them guys a shout out for being there each and every morning. So that's it for me. Coach Tut, you got any shout outs you'd like to get out the way there? Yeah, I'd like to uh I'd like to back up the you know this has absolutely been God's hand at work in pulling these people together and pulling the resources together. I mean it's been nothing shy of his his coordination is the only way that this has happened. Um I'd like to give a shout out to my wife, um, you know, for really supporting me in this, in this development of this ministry um, and, and allowing me to take time from my family in order to further the kingdom of God. Um, you know, because without her, this wouldn't be happening either. Uh, so that's, that's all that I've got right now. Amen. Amen. Coach Newton, you're up. You got me shout out. Coach Newton, you're up. You got any shout-outs? Okay. Coach Coleman, we'll go to you. You got any shout-outs? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to shout-out to all of you for just for the invitation, for being here. Um, definitely want to give a shout-out to my wife as well as uh, all those that continue to support me in ministry and moving the ball forward. I definitely, of all things, uh, want to continue to shout-out to uh, – all the mighty men's coach, all uh, you guys have just been great in, in moving this uh, effort forward and carrying me as well. You don't, you just don't know. And finally, I want to give a shout out to the greatest sponsor of them all, Lord Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, I definitely want to, he's the greatest sponsor of anything I've done. So I uh, just want to do that and lay the groundwork right there. Amen. Amen. Coach Newton, you back on the horn? He's our he's our technical guy behind the scenes, our our engineer. So he may be doing some engineering work uh, 
in the background. But we're going to keep it moving because you know what, family? You're going to hear the rawness and energy. You're going to hear the things like you've never be heard here in ministry in the locker room. And when we were discussing what to put together, we all got together collectively and we just sought the Lord and what to do. And we're going to kick off this series. Now write this down, mark it in your calendars this day. April 10th is the kickoff of the series of Making of a Warrior. We got too many wimps out there. We need more warriors on the front line. And this is what we want to do with this series. We want to tighten you up and to make you the warrior that you were purposed to be before you were in your mother's womb. And we know that there's a warrior inside of you. I don't care what the circumstances sound like, look like, smell like, feel like, there's a warrior inside of you. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you acknowledge his sovereignty over your life, you have a warrior inside of you. Yes, sir. Did you say something, uh, Coach Chris? I'm sorry. Coach Newton. Oh, oh. I, I was getting my mic together because we got, like, a lot of stuff going on in the background. But like I was saying, I'm ready. I'm pumped. Ready to get this thing started. So, Coach Coleman, Coach Tut, Coach Small, Coach D, it's the locker room on TPV Radio. I'm ready. Let's go. Yes, sir. You might want to check yeah. that echo out too there, Pastor, uh, Pastor Newton. You got a little echo going on there. But as I said, we're, this series is Making of a Warrior. And our first topic on this series is going to be Facing Your Goliath. Now, notice I emphasize Goliath to make it plural. That's because in this lifetime, you're going to face many, many challenges, many, many obstacles that's going to present itself as a Goliath. It's not a one and done. This is going to be many times that you're going to experience something that comes along in your life, something that looks so tremendous and devastating, it's going to look like a Goliath. And we here today are going to minister to you that you can get the necessary tools, weapons, and attitude ready to get ready to slay that Goliath that might be standing in your way. But before we go, I want to really, really nail down, because when we look at the word, and, and, and just about everybody you know, knows who Goliath is in the Bible, and David slew Goliath, but Goliath represents something here in your life. You do not have a nine-foot Philistine standing in front of you every time you open it, but you got a nine-foot problem that will present itself the same way Goliath did to Israel. So let's define what a Goliath is. See, a Goliath represents something that may be challenging, pitfall, a pitfall or obstacle that you encounter in this life. And sometimes that thing will be so large that it'll actually make you think that you dwell in front of it. And there are many, many opportunities that we have to slay this Goliath, but we need the necessary tools and the attitude, the attitude to stand before that Goliath. Now, Coach Tut, I know you had mentioned something earlier about the different types of Goliaths 
that guys will face in their in in their uh, in their life. Can you run down that list again, Coach Touch? Because see, everybody's Goliath is different, and I hope you identify with some of the things Coach Tut is getting ready to say. You have the mic, Coach Tut. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think the first thing we need to to establish is that Goliaths they're common. You know, we we always we always feel like we're by ourselves when we're dealing with Goliaths, and that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to feel isolated, for chance. But really, every one of these Goliaths, different people deal with. You're not alone in dealing with them. But I'm going to run through this list real quick. You know, the first one is it can be Goliaths can look like finances. They can look like health challenges. They can be relationship issues, work or employment. You know, uh, you can have different pressure, pressure at your job, unfair treatment. You know, you've got emptiness confusion, friendship problems. One of the biggest ones uh, that I see people dealing with, though, is past sins where they feel like what they've done in the past doesn't allow them to move forward or as if it diminishes their ability to serve God. Um, So, I mean, there's there's any number of different things that it can look like. Uh, and, And I think everybody has some type of Goliath in their life that they're dealing with. Um, but we really just have to we have to acknowledge it for what it is and understand that you're not alone in fighting it. Amen. 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 Now now check this out, Coach Coleman. Check this out. Now we know we're not gonna have no nine foot Philistine coming and taunting us and challenging us. So how can the average guy know that this is a Goliath that's in front of him? You have the mic. When it seems larger than your your capability, your current capability is, when you know it's beyond your your current capacity to reach it, and you you start to reach uh, your own impasse, you say, man, I can't do this of my own strength. I can't do this... um, by myself, and you know you need to reach out to God for help. I think uh, mm. if I could just add a little bit more to that, I think we know that more often than not, but because wow. we are incapable at times of just being honest with ourselves, you know, I tell my kids if you know if you don't if, if you're not honest with yourself, which means you lie to yourself and you lie to the Lord, so you won't even call out for God for help. <laughs> but when you know you need Him. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's a Goliath in front of you. That's something greater than you in front of you and greater your capacity. So you need to reach out for your help. And my, my scripture tells me my help coming from the Lord. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Coach Newton, here we go. This series is called Making of a Warrior. Why would we want a warrior and not just a Christian standing before our Goliath that we've got to slay? What is the difference between just being average and ordinary and then being a warrior when you face your Goliath? You have the floor, sir. It looks like we lost him again. Coach Newton, you on the horn? 
if I could jump in real quick while we while we're waiting for him to jump back in, I also want Absolutely. to add to that that you know Goliaths, quite frankly, uh, opportunities to excel in life. There there are opportunities mm. for God to elevate us. I want to I want to mention that too. Uh, so we need not be frightened of it. I want to add that. It, 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 the reason it's beyond you is because God really wants to take you beyond where you are. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I just want to add that in there. So I'm, I'm going to settle back in for a moment and, and let somebody take the play. Amen. Amen. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, because I, I think – so many times, and you raised an excellent point. So many times, and I and I want to be a little transparent here because I would allow my Goliath to put me into a place of complacency. You know how people would have the attitude, you know, hey, the only luck I got is bad luck. Nothing good happens to me, and and that was really my way of cowering and lying to myself, saying, you know, not reaching out to the Lord to say. God, I need your help with this one. I need you to strengthen me. I need you to show me what I need to do. I need these areas tighten up in my life so I can slay this uncircumcised thing in front of me that the victory that's already mine can be manifested here on earth. And a lot of times, guys, this is where we have to really be honest with ourselves, just like Coach Coleman said. We don't have it all. I don't have it all. And I'm sure none of the coaches on the line today can say they've got it all together. Now, we're working on it. We, we, we're working on it. But the, the thing that I know that each one of these coaches and myself know, we know where to go when we need help. And you can't be afraid. You can't. And that's why relationship is way more important than religion. And you'll hear us echo that probably 100,000 times this year. Relationship is way more important than religion. Religion can't help you. Relationship is what saves you. Amen? Amen. So here we are, guys. Here we are. We are in 1 Samuel 17, family. We are here. We're looking at a natural Goliath in the book of 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17. The whole chapter deals with, the majority of the chapter deals with when Israel a nation had to face their Goliath. And the coaches and I had a, a chance to examine this and look at this, but I want to get your perspective. Uh, are you there, Coach Newton, or are you still having mic issues? Yeah, I think he might be having some mic issues there. Um, well, Coach Tut, I want to get your take on this. Now, we see this giant Goliath come out in 1 Samuel 17, and I think they described him as a man of war. Like, he was just, that was his sole purpose in life, to be one of war. But we look at Israel. Now, Israel wasn't no slouch at this point in 1 Samuel. They have been to war. These were men that were seasoned and fighting. These were men that overtook nations. These were men that were, um, you know, they were, they were skilled in the battle of war. But what made them afraid of this Goliath guy? What, what, what made them cower? Because in, 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 in 1 Samuel here, uh, 17, 
the word said they were, you know, just for all intents purpose, shaking in their boots, scared to come out, just standing there looking at them. Why do you think we as men today have that, or we can translate that in our lives today? Why are we afraid to come out and face the Goliath? You have the floor. You know, I think that a lot of times we we look at Goliath and we, we really do, we feel like we're, we feel like there's no way that we can get past it. And honestly, by ourselves, we can't. Our, our As men, we want to try and deal with problems by ourselves. And over time, you have to learn that the, the quickest solution to the problem is to go to the only one that can take care of it. You know, if you go to God first with everything, then he always makes the path a whole lot quicker in dealing with it. And it starts to shrink the size of the Goliath in front of you. You know, you, Amen. we, we want to, we want to deal with things ourselves. We want to, you know, face it ourselves, but we don't, we don't realize that we've got, we've got the ultimate weapon on our side. We have the creator of the universe on our side, but, and he'll let us face it by, by ourselves if we, if we choose to, but he's also standing right there with us to jump in and take care of it for us. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Amen. I want to jump in there and say fear of failure. I mean, I know that sometimes fear of failure does speak directly towards pride. Uh, and mm. oftentimes, if, you know, depending on your generation, you want to be that strong man. Uh, I know older men who still won't go to doctors simply because it would, it would give the appearance uh, that they are weak, uh, that, the, that they are weak. But in all actuality, perception needs to change. Uh, that our bodies, we are not our bodies. We are, we are not our bodies. I'm going to say that for any man who may be listening. You are not your body. If you, mm. your body becomes sick, you do not become sick. Your body, your soul, man, does not become sick. Your body becomes sick. Your soul, man, then has the power to get in touch with God to promote healing into your body. So we have to realize that these things in our perception, you know, even sometimes where our pride may get in the way, we won't face our delight. We won't face it because of fear of failure. I will say this as well. Some things we feel we're not trained to handle. Uh, we're going to continue to keep uh, keep down this same road. You know, you've been if you're on a on on a basketball court or even on uh, you know football field, whatever it is, the coach gives you certain things to do, certain techniques and tactics in order to, to get down the field quicker. But when you face something that you've never faced before, you don't have a technique or tactic for it, uh, then you, 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 may, you may fall away from it. Uh, but we need to realize that when you see a Goliath in front of you, it's not going to be talent. It's not going to be technique. It's going to be the power of God that brings you over. Something spectacular takes place. Supernatural takes place. And uh, we Amen. need to tap into that. Amen. Amen. It, it, every time that we that we choose when we're when we're feared when we're scared of failure, it means that we don't believe that our God is big enough to take care of it. Come on. And what we're doing is we're we're doubting God's ability to handle the situation. We're doubting His ability in our lives. That's right. You know, and it's because of our own actions that we're at that mental state. You know, when we draw into him every day, when we when you do the work, when you 
you know, make a point to bring him as a priority in your life. And, and thanks for him sending his son to cover our sins. When you really make that commitment to bring him as a, at the forefront of your life, then you know that there's nothing that he can't do. Amen. And, and you don't hesitate to go to him. You know, they, there's a saying that never forget that you need God just as much on your best day as you do on your worst. It's, it's easy when we go through problems for us to hit the bottom. But we lose sight of that as things are going well. It's, it's kind of, I think I've told Don this joke, but, you know, the, it's like the guy that's late to his best friend's wedding. He's the best man. He's pulling into the parking lot, and he, uh, you know, he's like, God, if you can just help me get a good parking spot, you know, then I, I'll turn my life around. I'll do everything that I can. And sure enough, a guy right up front backs out, and he says, oh, never mind. I got it. You know, it, <laughs> he, you know we, we want to try and take credit for the things that God does in our life. When mm. instead of really giving him thanks for all the things that he's done in our life, you know, we, we want to try and take credit where there's none to give us. Mm. Amen. Amen. Coach Newton, you out there, you've been, uh, I know you've been having some technical difficulties, but do you got anything you'd like to add? Uh, yeah, I'm having some mic issues, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me or not. Uh, yep, we can yeah. hear you. Loud and clear. Yeah, looks like Are we still good? having some. It co- okay, here we go. When it comes to our Goliaths, sometimes we look at the situation and because we were told that we were inadequate to handle the Goliath, some of us crawl back under the rock. Or mm. maybe is what our our fellowship told us, maybe our old told us, maybe even our dads told us, sometimes our moms. So when we grow up as a man, we're already facing all these personal Goliaths as we develop. Then we're introduced to the church. We have a no a whole nother phase of Goliaths that are introduced. A lot of the mm. stuff we're introduced as far as the Boaz concept and so forth and so on, I can go on and on. But see, when we're developing as men, if you notice, some of us are always compared to and we uh somebody might get mad with this, Coach D, but I gotta be real with it. Some of us get compared to our pastors, especially if we're not doing what we're supposedly supposed to be doing. Y'all know where I'm going with this. So when we come home or when we didn't go to church, our wives come home with the kiddos, or sometimes it's just our wives, and then she asks these questions. Well, why can't you pray? Or why can't you do this? So then not only I have developmental Goliaths, I also have spiritual Goliaths. So now how am I supposed to take all this stuff 
be the man I'm supposed to be in the natural and be a man mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be in the spiritual. Well, I'm glad mm-hmm. you asked. First of all, you have to look in the mirror at yourself. Everybody has their pros. Everyone has their cons. But see, fellowships just like this, when you can pour your heart out to men on different levels and you can come to an even playing field to be not only strong as a man, but you can be strong as a man of God. See, a lot of men don't have strong fellowships in the spiritual aspect like this. And as Coach Tuck said, we like to handle it on our own because we don't want our homies or want our uh, best friends to know that we got issues. So we Mm. put this front up. So we're dealing with fronts. We're dealing with uh, am I masculine enough? Did, Did I hit hard enough when I played football? We're dealing with all these things. And then we have the spiritual aspect of it, and we have that. See, a lot of times, uh, Coach D, we have to understand that when we're dealing with our own stuff, we got to be real with our stuff, man. Brother uh, uh, Coach Don, I had to understand with me. I'll put me out there. I had to understand with me that I had to put my stuff out on Front Street. What do I mean by that? I had to put all my insecurities, all my uh, failures, all my mistakes, I had to put it all on the table. And as I continued to mature as a man and as a man Mm -hmm. of God, I had to take each issue, bring it before God, and ask God to help me. And what did God do? He sent men in my life to be real with me. Sometimes we got to put our mantle off, Brother Don. Sometimes we got to put our titles on the rack and talk to each other as men. Because sometimes I don't want to hear what I'm going through from Pastor Jojo. I just want Joe to talk to me as a man. It's okay to be transparent, but also in these groups, we have to come together and understand that all of us have our strong points, all of us have our weak points. But at the end of the day, what are we going to do about it as a man? What are we going to do about it as a man of God? Let me be quiet, Brother Don. I just had to catch up on my delay of game over here (laughs) at the station. So, Coach D, back to you. Hey, man, we ain't going to throw a flag on you this time, but we're going to tighten you up, though, for sure, man. <laughs> hey, family, look, this is good stuff. This is, and I hope you can identify with what's going on here, and, and, and I hope you hear the tone of what, what, what's being said. And if you got your Bibles, your, your, your iPads, your phones, or whatever, and you're in First Samuel chapter 17, you're here to 10 and 11. Now, just like any other good coaching staff, they're going to give you the strategy of what the enemy is going to try to do first. In order for you to formulate a strategy, we've got to see what the enemy's strategy is first, and we're going to attack that with our strategy head on. Now, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, and I'm going to read verses 10 and 11, 10 and 11 out of 1 Samuel 17. 
And I'm reading out of the New King James, and it says, And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel. Now, let me stop right there. Basically, what he was saying, I defy defy God. That's what he was saying. I defy God. And he says, this day, give me a man that we may fight together. Now, chapter verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, all the coaches touched on this, guys. All the coaches hit on this. But the strategy of Goliath, when he comes out and presents himself to you, whether it's financial, whether it's in your marriage, your children, on your job, in the community. He wants to make himself be appear to be bigger than God. That's the strategy. He wants you to make, he wants to appear that you think that he's bigger than your God. He wants you to deny that God is bigger and not able to handle who and what he is. And that's the strategy in life. That's what the strategies of Goliath are. That's why you're going to face many of them in your lifetime. You're going to always see. The thing about it is whether you believe in what we're saying or you're all on board, you're still in a fight. You're still, there's an enemy to your soul each and every day. You still are going to be in a fight. So why not get on the winning side? And what we're trying to do is give you the strategies to make you that champion. But the enemy has strategies too. We don't want you to be oblivious to that. The enemy has a strategy, and this Goliath, his first strategy is to make you shut down by thinking he's bigger than your God. He's bigger than Jesus. He's bigger than everything that you believe. And that is what the coaches were saying, and that's what we're saying, and we're bringing a little flavor to it here today because your Goliath is not bigger than your God. I think it was an old saying, and one of you coaches helped me out. Um, They used to say, uh, uh, I used to hear it all the time, is uh, my problem is not bigger than my God or or, – I can't recall it now. Help me out, one of the coaches, if you remember it. But your problems, your issues, your Goliath is not bigger than Jesus. He can't be. It's not. But he will come out and he will defy, he will taunt, he will tease, he will make it look like there's no hope, he will make it look like it's just the end of the road for you. But that's not true. That is not true. See, and the thing that we're going to touch on here today is to give you everything that you need to slay your Goliath. Now, coaches, I want to go down to verses 32 and 33. I just want to, I want to, I want to look at this here real quick. Uh, verse 32 says, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart touch him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. This verse tells us a lot, coaches. It tells us a whole lot about 
when we face our Goliath. What's important about this verse that we can take out and pull out for the guys here that needs a little little shot of encouragement, a little shot of hope? What can we minister out of verses 32 and 33 to the guys? Coach Coleman, you got something on, on, on the horn there? Yeah, can you hear me clearly? I can hear you. All right, all right. I, it is, it, without a shadow of a doubt, it has to come down to the simple fact that, uh, and I, I really wanted to emphasize this uh, a little bit earlier as well, is that um, <laughs> we we have to realize the things that stand in front of us are never bigger than the God that's inside of us. Come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Uh, so, um, you, you know, at, at, at this stage of the game, I think David understood that. Uh, if I'm using 33 and 34, and Saul said to David, you're not able to go against the Philistine. Well, he, he, he's ready to go ahead and talk real good about, you know, the God that he serves, the God that he serves. And if we continue to do that, um, it's going to change our perspective and uh, give us the opportunity to do greater things simply because of how we see God. Mm. Mm. That's good stuff. Coach Tuck, yeah. what do you got? What do you got? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you done, Coach Coleman? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And I want to make sure, can you hear me clearly? If not, I can speak yeah, I can louder. I definitely can. All right. No, no, that, that yeah. is perfect. You're perfect. You, you you are perfect. Um, Coach Tuck, what do you got? So I, I, in 32 and 33, you see that, you know, this is – David is raring to go. He, he has no hesitation in trusting that God's going to carry him through this battle, that he's going to be the victor, you know. And you have, you have Saul, a king, a person of this world who's focused on – He's scared of Goliath. He's scared of things of this world, and he's trying to diminish David's belief in himself and his belief in God, saying that he can't step out on the field with him, like he can't compete. And a lot of times as we – our fear inside is that if we tell people about the Goliaths that we're facing, you know, that they'll think of us as lesser, that they'll try and tell us that we can't beat it, that we can't fight it. And that's what our society right. does a lot of times. It makes right. us think that we can't handle these things, you know, but with, with God, all things are possible. Mm. You know, earlier when Coach Newton was talking, it made me think further down, you have, uh, you know, verse 39, where David is, he, he gets Saul's armor on, and he mm-hmm. tells him, he says, you know, I can't fight in this. It doesn't fit. You know, I'm mm. not used to him. So he had to take off his armor to approach his Goliath, which means that he had to be vulnerable. He had mm. to be he had to be open, and ex, he had to be willing to accept the attacks as they came. You know, David was not a warrior, as it's clearly identified. He was the youngest of eight brothers. He was a little guy, right. Right. but his faith in God, his trust in God was so big that he had no doubt in knowing that he could take him on. So what I see here is that, and let me just run this by you. God put Goliath in place 
in order to show his power through David, the future king. You know, he, he put a guy in front that, that terrified the entire Israeli army. Mm-hmm. And, this, and this young man that he had just appointed as future king, the person that he had intended, he took the smallest of them, and that's the guy that overcame the Goliath. You know, it's not to say that there weren't warriors that could have stood up to him, but it was, it was this little shepherd that he brought in who just happened to be there bringing his brother's lunch. He's the one that defeated this Goliath that petrified the entire army. If mm. that's not a perfect demonstration of God's power, then I don't know what is. Amen. That's good stuff. That's, that's good hey, stuff. I like go ahead. Yeah, I just want to jump in here um as well and you know what what uh, coach Tut was saying brought something back to my remembrance. Um you know David is one is not the first one who was willing to face some giants and he's not the first one who was discouraged from facing those giants. I believe somebody named Joshua as well as Caleb also mm-hmm. faced the mm-hmm. same experience. You know, mm-hmm. here are people who who in faith who in faith were willing to go up against the giants of the land, but they had people who would not operate in faith said that there were grasshoppers in their sight. See, that's, that again goes back to that perception issue. And I, I love what he, how uh, coach touches brought that in, um, uh, brought that up in my spirit, if you will, um, that that's important to know. You can't listen to the naysayers. You can't listen because they're not, they're going to stick. They're going to stay on the sidelines. They're going to say, we can't do it. We can't win the game. We won't be able to overcome this deficit. This thing will never turn around. You are scared. You are scared. And I'm not listening to you. You know, I got I got something in front of me that I must take care of. And the crazy part about mm. it is, I, I like the crazy part about it is, Goliath was not initially even David's giant. Mm. He steps up to the plate. He steps up to the plate. David steps up to the plate here because he just comes to say, hey, why is everybody standing around? Why is everybody <laughs> quivering their boots? Right? And here's a man of faith. And this tells me now, even while we're talking, I love it because here's a man of faith who's willing to, to do what no one else will do. It's a giant right. nonetheless. You know, and, and I I'm telling y'all right now, I love it. I love this story. The more I look at it, I love, excuse me, I love the testament of David's life, this this part of David's yeah. life. Because uh, I know yeah. some people, when you say story, they think it, it's not real. This is so real. This is so real right here. So I almost stepped down like that. <laughs> no, that's good stuff. No, that's good. That's, that's, that's good. That's, that's good stuff. That's good. And you guys hit a great point. And I'm going to pull on Pastor, uh, I mean, Coach Newton after this. But the thing about it is, and the point that you really hit home is, when you are facing your Goliath, you have to really see the company that you're keeping. Because the company that you're keeping may be helping Goliath get you into that state where you are stumbling. Saul tried to discourage David because he looked at David's stature. He looked at David where he came from. He seen who his daddy was. He looked at the the community, the block he grew up in, 
And he tried to discredit him from going out because he was saying, you can't do it. You don't have like enough it. degrees like behind that. you. You 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 don't have enough church time. You haven't been doing these things that we think you should be doing to go up against this Goliath. That's why, guys, men on the line today, you can't fly like an eagle hanging with turkeys. You got to watch who you are with. You need to continue, and, and I'm saying this with all honesty and out of love. You need to continue to surround yourself with like-minded, steaded people that are going in the same direction, that is going to give you that encouragement, that is going to give you that boost, that you can go up against your Goliath and not listen to what they say. Now, if David would have listened to Saul, if he would have listened to Saul, we wouldn't be reading this story in 1 Samuel 17 the way we read it. What David relied, and I want you to write this down, because this is one of the techniques we're going to give you, David applied the CAP technique. C-A-P. Write that down. I want you to take notes. This is what this is about. This is training ground here. The cap technique. And if he and implying the cap technique, and we're going to cover it in a minute, we, um, we're going to see how important it is to really examine those, are, the, those that are around you. You know, the Bible says uh, bad company corrupts good character. So it's real important that you surround yourself. And I had to understand that. And I've got a good core group of spirit-led men that I can go to when I face my, my Goliath. And they'll say, come on, strap up. If you don't get him, we're going to help you. We're going to get him for you. Don't worry about it. We're going to go. We're going to do it. And that's what you want. But Coach Newton, how hard is it to come out of that place where you let those type of things go and move forward? into surrounding yourself and filtering out the negative and the naysay. You have the floor, sir. Well, it was pretty hard for me to get over folks. See, that was my biggest obstacle because, you know, when you're told that you can't do something. Now, one thing with me and with Goliath, that was my biggest Goliath, folks. So I had to understand that what God called me to do was bigger than what somebody told me I couldn't. Uh-oh. See, All right. I thank God that he strategically gives you the people in your life when you ask him. See, sometimes when we do it ourselves, gentlemen, we get the wrong kind of folks because sometimes Satan too can be an instrument of your of your demise by sending the wrong guy in your path. We have to be mm. understand that mm. And sensitive enough in the spirit of God that when people come in our lives, you automatically have a quickening in your spirit that you can attach to this man because you know exactly where he's coming from in the spirit. Now, of course, discernment comes into play as you grow and you understand that, okay, this dude, I can't be hanging with this dude because he's still a part of this stuff. But see, being a man or woman of God, we have the power to change. 
Now, I'm not saying cut everybody off. What I am saying is walk in your purpose. And what I learned, Coach D, was that I had to look in the mirror and embrace the fact that people aren't going to like me. They're not going to like the anointing God placed in my life. They're not going to like the fact that God is doing this and Chris ain't. Uh Uh-oh. See, they're not going to like that. So we get a lot of bandwagon saints. Uh Uh-oh. Or we get a lot of bandwagon friends. Or we get a lot of bandwagon fans like we do for football. You know, when you're winning, everybody on your team. But when you're reconstructing, rebuilding, have to get new coaches, new players, a new chemistry, see, we like to dump those people or that team to the curb because it's not popular to reconstruct yourself. It's not popular Mm. to be in a losing season. But see, what people don't understand, like the – I could put a perfect example, the Cleveland Browns. They were the most losingest team ever. And now they're reconstructing their self to the point that now they're making it to the playoffs every year. That My point is this. It's okay when you allow things to get you in a certain point of reconstruction because God's going to send you the coaching staff necessary to rebuild your program, to rebuild your call and purpose, and rebuild you as a man and rebuild you as a man of God. But we got to be willing, coaches, to put ourselves in the middle of it. See, Coach D, you got me started on the wrong subject because I'm going to go ham and cheese with this one. And and we got got more time, and we got other anointed men on this panel. So I'm going to pump my brakes before I get too – I take the football and start running with it. So, Coach D, back to you. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Man, this is is awesome stuff. This is good stuff. All right, Tut. Coach Tut, you touched on something a little early in your in your in your your um, comment. Um, let's go there. First Samuel seventeen and thirty eight and thirty nine. It says, "Now this is after Saul tried to dissuade David from going out, but David was determined because he had the cat technique ready, locked and loaded. So Saul clothed David with his armor and he put bronze." put a bronze of helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to the armor and tried to walk, for he has not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk in these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Now, this is something that's so important that I feel like we got to pull out for the guys here. Because too many times I feel like, Rather than to really seek God, to really seek Jesus on what we need to, we really go off other people's advice, ideas, and formulas, but they seem to kind of not fit us. But, Coach Tut, how is it important that we stay focused with what we know to do when we face Goliath? You have the floor, sir. When we 
we go to face Goliath, God puts on our heart, you know, what it is that we need to do. We have to we have to stop listening to people that are so focused on the things of this world. You know, they if if God tells you to take off your armor, sometimes it's only through really being vulnerable. We're, we're we get so scared of people rejecting us or or not accepting us, and you know mm. we're not accepting the stuff that we're going through that we don't want to take off our armor. We don't want to make ourselves vulnerable. But what we're doing by keeping that on is it keeps distance between us and the Holy Spirit too. It doesn't let wow. him get as close to us as he can be. And sometimes it's really only through getting to that point of, of full transparency, full vulnerability, that we're allowed to receive the full power of the Holy Spirit, which really makes us immune to whatever attacks come against us. You know, we were wow. talking about it the other night. Uh, you know, the shield of faith is the most important portion of the armor of God. And, mm. you know, if, if you really, truly, truly, truly trust God, then it's through that that you're able to stand against anything. You can stop all of the enemy's arrows. You know, it's that by taking off the armor and trusting in God, he became bulletproof. You know? Amen. That's good stuff. But we all Amen. So. When when God gives you that vision, when he gives you the opportunity to overcome these things, if you hit people in your life that are telling you otherwise that you can't do it, that you can't face it, then you have to you have to cut them out. Like you have to stop right. listening to them. And right. unfortunately, the enemy typically uses the people that are closest to you, you know, as the people because they don't see it the same way that you do. They're still focused on the problem, you know, and Don, I told you, Coach Don, I told you this before, my cousin Elise, God rest her soul, she she had this great saying, you know, glance at the problems but gaze at Jesus. Come on. And come on. when you focus, when you focus on God and not the things of this world, then you really can't accomplish anything, you know. But, but we have to keep our focus on God. We have to keep our focus on Jesus and not worry. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've got a nine-foot Philistine standing in front of you or if you've got bills that you can't pay or if you've got, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with, God is always going to be the solution. Amen. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Coach Coleman. Now, here's David. Now, David's taking advice from a man that has been to war, and you, you're the one that brought it up. David wasn't a, a man of war. He hadn't been to the uh, uh, boot camp that these other guys been through. He, he didn't have the skills and tactics that he was trained for. But this guy handed him his stuff to say, if you want to be successful, then you're going to need this. Why did David decide not to use what was given if it's been proven already. It's been proven Saul. Saul gave it to him because, you know, Saul was a man that had conquered many, many times. So he's given him the tools to help him conquer. But why did David refuse to put it on? Coach Coleman, you got the floor. Because it wasn't proven for him. Ah, it was proven for 
it was not proven for David. It was proven for Saul, but it was not proven for him. And sometimes we, we do, we try to emulate someone else's walk. And your walk is not my walk. Uh, and, mm. and for that reason alone, you know, we, we choose to fail. I'm, I'm telling you, we choose to fail. We, we, you know, some people say, we no, no, you... Anytime you try to emulate somebody else's walk, and I, I want to touch in, touch on what uh, Coach Tut said and Coach Coach Newton, you know, you, this this is this is not going to be easy. And if you 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 listen to the person who tells you to you know cut corners and you don't have to spend all that much time in the prayer room and you don't you don't mm. have to get and, and you, you listen to those people, man, I ain't got to do that. That's just like the person who tell you you don't need to be in a weight room. But yet and still, you can't mm. hit hard. You want to know why you're not hitting hard? Because you're not trying to hit hard. You're not. You're not. You're not preparing yourself for it. You're not. So you know, here is the case where you know I can't use your. I can't walk your walk. I got to walk where God's called me to be. If God's called me to raise the bar, then I'm raising the bar. So if I really want to, really want to dive into it, just on context sake, you know, uh, David was training in guerrilla warfare. He was mm-hmm. out there fighting lions uh, and bears, you know. Hey, come on, man. You know, this, 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 you got to realize God was preparing him like he prepared Moses in in, in, a, in, a, in an area all by himself. And, uh, you know, he, he just built up his most holy faith in a different place. Uh, and and as though he, he already realized this is an opportunity. God has trained me for this opportunity. And I'm ready to mm-hmm. take it. The question is, can we can we say the same? You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do what you say do because you think that's the way it ought to be done. When my faith tells me different, you gotta listen to that voice of God that's speaking to you. That's speaking to you, not speaking to them, but speaking to you. Because it's a specific situation for you. If you're the mm-hmm. only one standing up, everybody else is sitting down, then they you shouldn't be listening to those who are sitting down. You should be listening to you, you what God has told you to do. Take the charge. And I'm telling you, I'm saying specifically for the men today, you know, take the charge. Take the charge. God is well able to to give you the strength you need and to prove you. Even what he told the people while they were in, in the desert going through, he said, why did you go through all this? I had to prove your heart. And I, mm. I, I, I want to say, I want to encourage everybody. Listen, let somebody else's walk be their walk. I'm not Coach Small. I'm not. And you know what? Thank God I, that I, there's only one Coach Coleman. So you know what? Uh, don't don't do Coach Coleman. Do what God is is is, 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 is instructing you to do, so that you yes. could uh, find your best life and abundant life. It's going. I'm not even going to tell you it's going to be easy. Uh, I'll tell you though, Whoa. with God, it can be done. But anyway. Yes, sir. Amen. Ooh. Amen. Wait, wait, wait. Ill- illegal use, of, illegal use of the hand. Coach Coleman, number fifty-four. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but that, but wait a minute, Coach Coleman. Weren't we told as men in the church that we ought to be blessed and highly favored? That we're not supposed to go through nothing. We're not supposed to have roadblocks as long as we continue to press our way to the church, and as long as we continue to tithe, we're going to be okay. I thought everything was supposed to be good. I'm sorry. Man. Oh, no, no. You, need to blow the, you need to blow the dust off that right there. That's the wrong playbook. That's the wrong playbook. If you're reading that text and you know it as well as I do, he said, pick up your cross and follow me. 
You know, and that, oh. how, how, pick up your cross and follow me. So that means that somebody's got to be crucified somewhere. There's going to be pain along this journey. And if we believe anything other than that, I think we are, we are selling ourselves short. If you don't think that you've got to go through something to get something, what is that? What is that? Mm. I don't know who sold us that bill of goods in Christianity, but they need to take it back. <laughs> We need to take it back. I, I, I can't. I can't. I, you know, we want we want to make sure everybody is, you know, how can I say it any other way? It's unicorns and rainbows. That's not what we're dealing with. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, mean, I, I, better start, I, I, I better start going into the Patriots playbook. Uh-oh. Oops. I'm sorry. Oops. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, got a, I, I was reading their plays, uh, Coach Coleman. And I thought we was gonna win, but I guess I, I, I can't cheat my way to the top. Uh oh, let me stop. Let me be quiet. No, ain't no cheat. I'm no sorry, way. coach. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no cheating over Amen. Man, this is good stuff, man. I, I, and those out there that's listening, um, man, I know I, you're absorbing this, and I just pray that it's a blessing to you. Um, I do want to share this with you for those that are out there listening, because uh, if you there's many ways to listen, and I probably should have done this at the beginning of the broadcast, but uh, thank you, Lord. You can go to Men of Purpose uh, website, menofpurpose.com, and if you click on the Live 365, you'll go right to the Psalmist Voice page where we are broadcasting live. We're also on several platforms, Spotify, uh, Apple Play, and soon to be on Anchor. Uh, those aren't live shows, but this is some stuff that you can go back and revisit because, you know, these are just like tools. And, and you put them in your toolbox, you'll always have them. You know, you, a hammer isn't necessary for every job, neither is a crescent wrench. You need the right tool for the right job. And we're going to give you the tools to put in your toolbox so that you'll have the right tool for the right job. We believe God's going to do that. He's going to give it to us, and we're going to give it to you. So you can go to the Men of Purpose uh, website page. We also have a Men of Purpose slash locker room Facebook page. Go on there and, and accept the invite, and we'll get you on. You can post there. You can send us um, uh, questions or just thank yous or Whatever it is, you can go out there too. And also, if you just want to get in on this and you've got something that you that we quite not addressing or you had a question you'd like for us to, to get onto or answer, uh, the number is 515-605-9873, 515-605-9873. And you can come on right live with me and the coaching staff to address whatever you have. So, I'm excited, gentlemen, but what I'm going to do right now, we're going to take a quick water break. Uh, then we're going to come back, and we're going to hammer some more of this home. Uh, we're going to take our time, uh, men. You know, I didn't know. I, I'm not giving no time limits on these series and how we hammer them down, but I just want to make sure that God is in charge and he's directing and teaching, and that he's the one that's going to get the credit behind all of this. So, we're going to come back after this little water break. We're going to come back, and we're going to hit some more of this. Facing your Goliath in the series of making of a warrior. So I just pray that you can you, you glean something up to this point, 
and we're going to let it simmer a minute. Me and the coach is going to huddle up, get together, and come back with the, the next game plan for you. And when we come back, we'll be right back. So don't go nowhere. Stay tuned. Keep your seatbelt strapped on because we're still running 100 miles an hour. We'll be right back. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. Oh, 
Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destinyland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We are back. Come in, hold up, get around. Cause we're going to keep handling at this thing. Facing your Goliath. Facing your Goliath. We covered a lot of stuff before a little water break here. And, you know, just kind of a, a quick snap, you know, that you've got to stay focused. When facing your Goliath, you've got to stay focused on what the Word says. You can't go by what anyone else says. You can't go by anybody else's interpretation. You have to go by what God says. And every Goliath is different, whether it's financial, health, on the job, marriage, children. There's some. There's a Goliath for every situation that you may encounter. So we, the coaches in. Uh, the staff has been doing a great job in hammering this out and really setting the tone for what Goliath is and why most of the time Goliath go undefeated because we do not have the necessary tools to fight. To fight. To fight. To fight. And man, I got an echo there. Uh, okay. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. All right. All right. No, we're good. All right. Coaches, we're back. Men, you're back. We've been talking a lot about Goliath, but there's there's a little thing that I hear the question going on out there. With with the with the men out there, how do I tell the difference between a Goliath or a trial? How do I know the strategy of the enemy, or how can I tell it when God's trying to pull something out of me? Coach Touch. How would you address this? What would you say? How can the how can the men out here identify whether it's a trial or it's a good life? You have the floor, sir. You know, I'll be honest. I I really feel like the Goliaths that we face are both. They're you know, God turns all things that the enemy would use for evil into good, and mm-hmm. I think that whenever you face a Goliath, there's an opportunity for growth. Uh, you know, to where you can gain, you can get a stronger relationship with God and working through it. Um, Amen. The the choice that we make is whether we choose to address it or if we allow it to stay in our lives. Mm. Yeah. We 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 make a choice to strike down our Goliath. If you if you look, you'll see that Goliath was just standing in the field. David approached him. He didn't wait for Goliath right. to come to him. You know, he walked up to the giant and faced it. It's we can't we can't stand by 
and let Goliath stand there and taunt us. We have to be proactive. We have to take action, you know, and the first action is to bring God to the forefront of it, you know. Um, the echo kind of, uh, it was, it was kind of funny because I was just thinking about this, uh, you know, as we, as we take off our armor to approach our Goliath, you know, we, when we link up with other men that are mm-hmm. of the same mindset, you know, we end yeah. up, we develop this, we develop this army of David's. All approaching the same Goliath. Instead of trying to approach it by ourselves. You know, imagine if any of the other soldiers. Now, the challenge was, the challenge for Goliath was let one man face me. You know, Mm -hmm. and if he he wins, then we'll be your slaves or we'll leave your land. And if you lose, Mm -hmm. then you'll be our slaves. Right. But... Imagine if any of the other people that were there had the same level of faith as David. Wow. If they all approached Goliath at the same time. Wow. You know, there's in that it makes Goliath a lot smaller. It reduces the threat that he's able to scare. It, it reduces the fear that he can put in people because you've got mm-hmm. men locking arms, stepping together towards overcoming this. Good. So, but I, I really do. I, I think that, I think that, you know, Goliath, the Goliaths that we face are absolutely opportunities for growth in our life. You know, we can't, can't let them stay there. We have to look to God for the path to, to grow from it. And we have to look for the opportunity to find out what God has for us to gain from it. Amen. Coach Newton, yes, what do sir. you have to tell the crew about identifying if it's a trial or if it's a Goliath? You have mm. the floor. That's a good one. Um, a lot of times we can't tell the difference because we weren't taught right. Uh-oh. See, we mm. weren't taught how to identify the difference between our Goliath or something that's spiritual. See, we 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 kind of throw everything on one side of the playing field. See, when you're dealing with something that's a Goliath, it's bigger than you, right? It looks mm-hmm. stronger than you, right? It looks intimidating, mm-hmm. right? It looks like you're going to lose by the breath. But see, you have to look at Goliath as a spiritual mountain that you must go across. See, we all have that spiritual journey in our life, and we all have that spiritual Goliath that's in our way to move to the next level. Now, when we go to the mountain, when we see the Goliath and we understand that this thing's bigger than me, Tut said, sometimes when you have an arsenal of Davids that are on your left and on your right, Something that could look so intimidating could be so small because you're combining together and you're using all of your spiritual weapons together, which we don't ever, we're never taught that. 
in our in church in the church realm. Sorry to say it, but it's the truth. We don't we're not taught to come together, utilize our spiritual strength as brethren, coming together mm. and helping a brother knock his Goliath clean off his feet. See, we're not taught that. Now, see, when we're dealing mm. with things of valley experiences, sometimes it's a personal journey. I've been there, mm-hmm. done that. When you're going through your valley experience, sometimes God is putting you there to refuel you up. Sometimes when you have an injury as an athlete, you have to do a thing called rehab, right? So if you had mm-hmm. a torn ACL or whatever, you have to go through a process, uh-oh, in order for you to get back on the field to play. Now, when you're going through that experience, your valley experience, you could have lost a loved one. You could have lost your job. You could have lost your spiritual well-being. You could have lost your faith. In the valley, in the dry places, that's where God can utilize you the most. Been there, done that. When you don't have your fellow Davis on your left, on your right, when you don't have your congregation or your pastor, calling you every week. When it's just you and God in a wilderness position, that's where God utilizes you for another phase of your spiritual development. See, again, we're not taught that, uh, Coach D. So that's why a lot of us don't understand our wilderness experience because we're not taught those things. We're not taught that sometimes God wants to push us in a wilderness position so he can talk to us one-on-one. When we get what we need and the download of the play from our wilderness experience, then we can come back to the fold. We can come back to the team. We can tell the team the download God gave you and implement it in your playbook so when you go to the Goliath again, and you're down by 14 points, and you need a touchdown and a two-point conversion to win the game, you come back stronger, faster, more focused, more driven than ever before because you were in your place of rehab or in your place of spiritual development in your wilderness position, and you came back to the fold, to the team, to make the two-point conversion. See, I don't understand if anybody knows where I'm going with this, but this is a two-part question that that involves a two-part answer. But I'm telling you, when you go through that wilderness experience, God guarantees you his upgrades, his downloads. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you've got to be separate from the, the smoke, the mirrors, the busyness of life, the busyness of church. Sometimes God has to put you in that place to get you back where you need to be as a man, as a man of God, as a head of your home, as a priest of your home, as a father, as a daddy, as an uncle, whatever it is that God has placed you Sometimes we get burned out, Coach D, and that's why we don't know the difference between Goliath or our wilderness experience. We just don't know because we're so churched out and we didn't tap into God in a relational standpoint that we don't know the difference. But, again, I'm going to be quiet and pass the mic over. So, Coach D, back to you. 
Amen. Amen. Well, Coach Coleman, why don't you come up and let the guys know how you feel about identifying a crowd or is it a Goliath? You have the floor, sir. You know, there's pretty much nothing left to be said. I tell you, I think they, they hit it on the head. I, I will accentuate it with just one thing. I think James chapter 1 tells us specifically the trial works our patience or our endurance. A yes. trial works your patience or your endurance so that you might yes. be perfected in the trial. You might be perfected in the trial. So this is this is a strength and uh, uh, core building. This is a trial is core building. It builds up the core uh, so that you mm-hmm. can be prepared for what is before you. Uh, and, 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 and in doing so, I think a trial can prepare you for the Goliaths that are to come. So, yeah. you know, I, 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 I just want to say specifically that these are the things that happen in our lives to make, I would dare say, to make Goliaths even smaller. Because once you've been through the trials and you've proven that God works, then when you see your Goliath, you can do what David did and run to him. You can run to yeah. him, not run away. You can run to him. So, you know, if we back that all the way up, you know, how is your endurance? How is your endurance? Right. Have you fainted in the trial? If you fainted in your trial, then your endurance is not, you know, uh, another scripture says, "How can you run? How can you say that you can run with the footmen when you can't keep up with the? How can you say you can run with the horses when you can't keep up with the footmen? You know, you have mm. to have the endurance, and that's what the trial is for. And uh, I, this is my my small delineation, but all absent of that, my goodness, coaches have brought it home. I mean, that's good stuff. Yes, yes, indeedy." And you know, man, that's listening out there, man, this is good stuff. And they brought it to the point. Whether it's a Goliath or a trial, it's going to challenge the truth that's within you. What you believe, what are you standing on? When David went to to Saul, he went through his trial. He said, I fought the lion." And I fought the bear. And I was victorious. So the truth that I'm standing on for that lion and that bear is the same truth I'm standing on in front of this Goliath today. I've been through the trials. Right I've been proven. Uh, what did you say, Coach? I said, you got to say that right there. Yes, sir. That's all it right there. That's all in right there. <laughs> amen. Amen. So your trials and your Goliaths work together. Just as Coach Tut was saying, they work together. And as as Coach Newton was saying, those valleys experiences that rehab, that preparation is going to develop the truth that was within you. So when Goliath comes, you can stand there with a firm confidence that you will slay this thing in front of you. I think we, we uh, uh, Coach Coleman talked about the book of James because the book of James said, you know, and I never understood this, but I'm understanding it even more today. How can I count it all joy when I fall into these diverse things? Because some, they don't feel good. 
A lot mm. of times they are challenging. A lot of times they will make you emotionally and spiritually bankrupt to a point where you just feel like giving up. But just as the coaches mm. were saying today, you've got to have that type of endurance to pull that truth back out of you that you're holding on to, the promises of God and the word of God, which is yet yea and amen. And when you stand on those, now we're not saying it's easy. Nobody's ever yeah. going to stay here. It is easy. But one thing that I did learn is to be a champion, your training starts when pain begins. You can't let wow. pain shut you down. You cannot let that pain shut you down. Any champion that's worth his salt, he did not let pain shut him down. He knew once pain started is when the training really begins. Same way spiritually mm. we're talking here today. Say what? You're going to go through some things. It's, it's not going to be easy. You know, you're going to have, you and your wife are going to be at odds. You and your boss are going to be at odds. You and the kids are going to be at odds. These aren't easy things. But don't give up. Stay in the truth that you believe in. You have to at some point know that you believe and God is going to do it. Amen. This this Amen. is Amen. good stuff, man. I am enjoying this. Now, you know, Don, if I, I can. Yeah, go ahead, Coach. So, you know, you talk about champions. Muhammad Ali is known for saying, when somebody asked, somebody was interviewing him and asked him how many reps he had done, how many push-ups he had done, you know, he flat out told him, I don't know. I don't start counting until it hurts. Amen. He he built himself up so much that he didn't even if it if it didn't hurt then it didn't count. There's there's always growth when when you're going through something. There's always the opportunity for growth, and it's always you being molded into the person God has intended for you to be. You know, I, I think it's it's critical though. As we talk about this, we've already touched on it, but you have to get to be a part of a community of like-minded people that are going to help you get through the trials and call you on it when you're when you're not walking the path. You know, um, and it's God will cover you as you walk this path, but you have to you have to have faith. You have to really, you know, observe who it is that you're allowing to speak into your life. And you have to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are of a like mindset that are going to help to bring you with them and you help to bring them with you instead of getting in that mindset like we get in this world where we want to step over people to elevate ourselves. You know, there's far more success when you bring others up. Amen. Amen. That's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Amen. Hey, hey, Coach D, real quick, I wanted to tap in on what Coach Tut just said about pain. Now, I can say this because this is what I deal with. Now, when you're dealing with pain and you're dealing Mm -hmm. with things of the spirit, when you're dealing with things as a man, period, 
it doesn't, it's not effective without the pain. What I've learned, Coach D, was that you have to do what God called you, even if it hurts. I can, I can run with that, with what Coach Tuck just said. It hurts yeah. sometimes when I fire up the station and I got to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the awesome thing about it, Coach D, is when I'm in that place, I don't feel the pain for two hours. And then after that, I come back down to reality and I keep still pushing forward because I got to be a dad and a husband after everything's said and done. See, I just wanted to encourage somebody today that even if you're in that place, that you live with pain, but you can still take the pain as not as a crutch, not as a weakness, but as a power source. Because when you feel some kind of way, like most of us do, we get lazy sometimes. We want to sit in our lazy boys and just take the remote control and watch football all day long and all night long. But see, the fact of the matter is that's when it is most effective. And Coach Tut was right on the money. It's most effective when you're feeling the pain because God will give you the mercy you need to push through it. Let me be quiet. Go ahead, Coach D. I'm done. Amen. Amen. No, that's good stuff, guys. I got another point I want to hit before we get out of time. Just getting away, boy. I tell you, man, we could go on and on and on. But, hey, coaches, listen to this. Men, gather up. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. This is a, if you got your Bibles out, your phones out, or have it, I want you to highlight this. This is a very familiar portion of Scripture. And it says, I'm going to start three and uh, three through five uh, in uh, Second Corinthians. I, I apologize. Second Corinthians ten three through five. It says, "For we walk, we, we for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war accordingly to the flesh." Underline that word "war" in your Bible. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Highlight that whole verse. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of. Now, Coach Coleman, you said Mm. earlier when we talked about David not wearing Saul's armor because it wasn't proven to him. But what he did go get was something that was proven. And they go by the way. Uh, they go by the term of, I think it was five smooth stones, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. These were proven to him. How can we tell the men out here to use what's proven to them? Because our weapons are not carnal, but they are spiritual. That's what the word says. For our weapons are of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. So they're spiritual. How can we tell the guys to go get these spiritual weapons? You have the floor. Uh, first, the focus. I mean, you know, I think we've seen movies where we, we, we're told to choose. We've seen people go to battle and are told to choose their weapons. Um, you never uh-huh. choose a weapon that you've not proven. You never choose mm. a weapon you've not proven. You want to go to war with something that uh, you, you, you've proven and, and you, you've worked with and that you know that there is 
how can I put, I can't put it any other way, but it, it's a part of you. And you start using things, and I, I know we don't we don't use them often enough, but God tells us to use them often enough. If I could use a particular weapon of war, weapon of war is your testimony. If you have a testimony Ooh. where God has brought you through something, this in and of itself, in effect, becomes an epistle, becomes a living mm. epistle that God mm. has done this for, put your name there. God has healed, Ooh. put your name there. You use that, Uh-oh. this becomes your weapons of warfare. So that when you need, you need to pull on some strength. You can pull on the word, that living word that's inside of you to encourage yourself that God will take you through. So you've got to work with that weapons of warfare. We've also talked about being able to feel our ear, if you will, with those words that bring life. We talk about being in the right community. Coach Tut talked about being in the right community. Well, I think it's Romans 12 and 2 tells us to not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed yeah. by the renewing of the mind. And the only way you can renew your mind is if you get new information. Well, what information should I receive? Well, if I'm supposed to be walking spiritually, then that means I'm walking by faith. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the only thing that's going to bring me any new information that will be uh, strong enough to get me to the next level is it, it, going to be the word of God. I can't honestly come on. You know, I can't drink chocolate milk and think I, I, I'm going to be better if I work out with just chocolate milk. I need to eat some protein. I need to feed myself with the right things that actually give me the power I need. See, if I don't ever ingest the word of God as a weapon, because it is a sword, the sword is the word of God, which is a weapon. If I don't ingest that, if I don't take that in my own hand, then I never will be capable of fighting this fight. I will never be. And matter of fact, if I don't have the word of God, then I can't build up my most holy faith, which is my shield of faith. So I'm looking at all these weapons. It is most important. It is most important that we begin to just focus in on these things. And, and begin to give ourselves an opportunity to succeed, to be champions, the champions that God called us to be by doing what exactly it says. Don't look. Here's what we try to do. We try to water it down. And I, I'm just going to slow a little bit. We water down the word of God. We say it really doesn't mean that. It means what it says, and it says what it means. Come on. Yeah. And we're trying to sidestep it. And again, I go back to the shortcuts. We're trying to sidestep it. No, you don't need that part of the word. You need that word. If it's telling you you can't do X, Y, and Z, then don't do X, Y, and Z. Right? Then you don't you don't put your hands to those things that you should. Why? Because you then invoke. You get into areas where you you're going in untested waters and you're putting yourself in jeopardy. Don't put yourself in jeopardy. You're running a bad play at the wrong time. You know, the most famous play that I've ever, I remember, and most of y'all will remember this. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a Seahawk. And uh, I'm trying to remember who they were playing, the Patriots. Y'all remember mm-hmm. this game. I know you remember this mm-hmm. game. And y'all mm-hmm. could probably tell me who, who, who they had in the backfield. They were on a one-yard line. They needed to make a touchdown. Y'all mm-hmm. remember this play? Y'all remember Marshawn Lynch Mar- in the, Mar- in the mm-hmm. backfield. Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. And instead of giving it to this pro bowler, you throw the ball. Yep, yep. Remember that well. <laughs> now, how many of us have been guilty of throwing the ball? You know what you should do. 
You know exactly what play you should run. You know exactly what play you should run. You know to shut down those those negative words. I call them in my life, I call them ants. You need to start killing those ants, those negative thoughts, any negative thoughts, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You need to you need to not run that play. Amen. You need to go ahead, take time out, run the play that you know might be difficult, but you've got somebody proven in the backfield to make it happen. You hear me? I don't care how mm. many times you fail the first three times. I don't care how many times you fail. Listen to what I'm saying. I don't care how many, how many times you fail before or run the play that you know you should run and get your success. Amen. Turn it back over to you, sir. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wow. This is good stuff, man. I can't believe time is getting out of here. But, uh, hey, we hit some good things home, coaches. Man, I hope you're gathering up and getting this stuff inside of you because it is good. Uh, Coach Tut, real quick before we get out of here, why do you think as men we don't or we're so reserved in facing or confronting our Goliath? You have the floor. I think that a lot of times because we as a society, we don't talk about these things that are our Goliaths. We don't, you know, we're not, we're not addressing these things uh, in, as parents to our children. We're not addressing them mm-hmm. as churches to our congregation. We're not addressing them yeah. to where people realize that it's a common issue. You know, right. one of the biggest things that one of the biggest tools that the enemy has is deception, and he wants right. to make us think that we're in it by ourselves. Mm. You know, he wants us to stay in that isolation. He wants us to stay in our shame and whatever we're dealing with. You know, because he wants us to think that we're the only ones that are going through it. And I, I really, I feel that that's. It's a hurdle that we're trying to knock down here to help men to understand that they're not the only ones that go through their issues, that there is a community where they can join up and get, you know, sharpened up, iron sharpens iron. You know, they they can get they can get armored up, they can get sharpened up, they can, you know, go out and face that Goliath with knowing that there's people that are behind them, lifting them up in prayer you know, helping them to move forward, helping them to approach their giant. Amen. 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 I like that. I like that. You know, can can I say something with him real quick? I'll I'll try to make it as quick as possible. Um, Sure. I was, I was, I remember one time being in a a fellowship of men and it was well over 60 men in the room. And I real quick, I just asked them how many of them, you know, I asked the question, how many of them grew up without their fathers? in the house. And, you know, it's much to my surprise. Uh, I think it was probably about uh, 10 men that raised their hands. And I was like, I'm surprised. You know, it blew my mind. I'm like, okay, something's wrong because statistics tell me that's not true because I really wanted to pour my heart out about something. Um, and long story short, I, I sat down, but then one of the older men popped up and as though he understood what I, what I said, finally, he said, well, listen, I grew up with my father in my house. Well, I'll say he was, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it like it is. I grew up with a sperm donor in my house. He was not mm-hmm. really my father. 
he he if anything he taught me how to drink, how to smoke, how to cuss. He was not a real father. He said, but mm-hmm. he was a man in the house. I said, wow. And we started breaking forward, uh, coming forward, opening our hearts and telling the pain. And, and like Coach Tuck just said, you know, if you don't talk about it, if you don't talk about it, people will think they're by themselves. Mm. And, and, and it is the isolation play that the enemy plays on us, just like they do out there in the field with, with the lions. They isolate you and isolate their prey and think that you're the only one out there. And I am grateful to God that that's not the case. And that's what I'm grateful of being a part of this is that I want, I want all men know that what you're going through, you're not going through by yourself. And we Amen. want to break that mold today. I, I, I believe that's what a part of this ministry. You want to break that mold today so that you are, are, are open to bringing forth your issues, your your your, your, yeah, your frustrations and things of that nature so that we can promote healing in the body by giving you the yes. medicine. So I'm going to, I'm going to thank you very much, uh, Coach Tuck. I, yes. I just wanted to share that. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff, Coaches. Coach Newton, I need you on the horn real quick here. Why do we, because you can't be victorious unless unless you confront. What is the stigma with confronting these Goliaths? You have the floor, sir. Uh-oh. Well, I'm going to make it real simple and real plain. And it's the biggest kryptonite that every man faces, the word pride. And I'm mm. done. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, men, you have got some. If you tuned in today, you have you should have a plethora of spiritual things ready to chew and gnaw on throughout this time. And as always, what we're going to do is, and, and we end up because I know we're we're getting short on time here, and I want to give everybody a opportunity to chime in before we go. All right, now here we go. The technique. You heard me earlier talk about cap. Cap, think about it. It's what covers your head. We use it as a covering. But David applied the cap method through his trials, through his experience, and that cap stands for confidence, assurance, and proclamation. Confidence, Philippians 4.13. That's That's what I want you to put in. Assurance, Romans 8.17. And proclamation, uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. You have to have the confidence to know whose you are. You have to have that confidence when you face that Goliath. You must have the assurance that the word that's inside of you is working, and you must profess it out of your mouth. Now, here's the play, man. Here we go. Number one, consistency. See, the road to a champion is paved with consistency. Just because you read, pray, and spend time doesn't always mean that it's going to be effective. You need to do this consistently. You know, the Mighty Men's Institute has enacted something that I use to this day. It's called ACTS. And I use that every morning. You, you, you affirm uh, affirmation. You, 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 you know, you thank God. You, you tell them. You know, as you pray, you um, acknowledge who he is. You confess. Confess what's going on. 
thanksgiving, and then supplication. That's a method I use every morning. It's been very successful, and it's real easy to remember. Ask. If you don't know how to pray, don't know what to pray, just remember, ask. Affirm God who he is. Our Father right in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give him his praise. Give him, give him his honor. Uh, confession. Whatever's going on with you, whatever you, you want to tell God, whatever you think you need to bring to the altar. Thanksgiving. Thank him for these things. And then supplication, asking for what you need. So the cap method is the technique that you can use to get you there. Cap method, confidence, assurance, proclamation. Now here's the play, man. Number one, we must have consistency. You've got to be consistent every day. This isn't just an on and off thing. This is an everyday life type of thing that we do. We read, we pray, we spend time consistently every day. Two, you have to discipline yourself. You have to walk out what you read. Walk it as if it's true. Three, sharpen your reflex. Now, this is an important one here. Sharpen your reflex. Whenever you need an answer to a problem, go to the word first. That's what I call your reflexes. Those are the reflexes I'm talking about. You can't go to these uh, reality shows to find your answer. You can't go on the internet to find these answers. Go to the word. Sharpen your reflex. Soon as a problem arises, soon as something comes, go to the word. The word has all that you need. Now, men, when you use the cap technique and you run the play just as we designed discipline, I'm sorry, um, consistency, discipline, and you sharpen your reflexes, Coach Tuck came up with this program, and I want you to remember it. When you apply all these techniques and you run the play, you'll develop what Coach Tuck calls trust, total reliance under stressful That's what you want to build That's what you want to build Total reliance Under stressful time And that is what we want you to build In the word of God That you don't have to bow down to these Goliaths You don't have to be dismayed As the armies of Israel was When they were standing in front of their Goliath So we hope you enjoyed This kickoff of the locker room I tell you I've been so blessed With these men today I thank the Holy Spirit for moving in this locker room today. But uh, we're running out of time here. Um, real quick, I just give each and every one of you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go out on our website, menofpurposelockerroom.com. Check it out. It's brand new. We're, we're, we're under construction. But go check it out. Go to the Facebook page, Men of Purpose uh, slash locker room. Leave us a message there. Or you can call in for next time, 515-605-9378, and hit us up in uh, 9873. I'm supposed to remember. I'm sorry. 9873, and, and get with us. All right, Coach Tut, you got any uh, parting words? The only thing I'll throw out there is, you know, as as you work to get through what you're going through, look to the past and see where God's carried you already from. Looking to the past makes it easier to build trust going forward. You can trust God because you know that he's carried you from where you've been, and you know that he's got you for what you're going through now. Amen. 
Coach Coleman, you got any parting words for the crew? Go get it. Run the play. Run the play. Run the play. Amen. Amen. Coach Newton, you got any parting words out there for the guys before they get back on the field? Yes, sir. Just stay confident. Stay disciplined. And never, ever give up. That is the key to all of it. You can't give up because it's hard. You can't give up because somebody say it's easy to give up. We have to continue to fight. You are a man. You are a man of purpose. And you are a man of God. And God will strengthen you with everything you have need of. I guarantee you, you will be that mighty man of God and that warrior for his kingdom. I'm done, Coach D. Back to you. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it for this show. That's it for our kickoff. We do want to end in prayer. I should have opened. I, 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 forgive me for not opening, but we want to end in prayer. Father, we just thank and praise you for this time and opportunity to come before your men. And we just ask, Holy Spirit, as the words that you've given us to go out into these men today, that you continue, continue to cause us to get planted and arise that they can show fruit. Bring them in, oh Lord. Bring them in, bring them all in that need to hear a word here in the locker room. For this, we thank you. I thank you for all the men here tonight. I thank you for using them. I thank you for anointing them and giving them here to the locker room this day. For this, we thank and we praise you in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Amen. Get back out on the field. We got a long week ahead of us. Get out there. Take the tools that you need and apply to life. We'll see you later. Oh, get off. TV Radio, Central Texas. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.